I had a new idea for the show. It's called One Minute Popcorn. Quick uh quick pop popcorn. It it's when we we do just a snap review. You ready? Yeah. Okay, this time we're reviewing a new show that came out, Star Trek Lower Decks. Uh it's an animated 2D uh show set in 24th century during the next gen timeline. Matt, you watched the first episode, what do you think? Yeah, pretty awesome. It's yeah. got it's got waifus in it. Yeah. Get get excited. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a relatable protagonist who's kind of a bum like me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And... He's kind of the quirky, you know, nobody who wants to be a somebody. Yeah, I saw Andorians. I don't even know what those are, but they're the uh, blue dudes with the antennas. But uh, Luke told me they're cool. And uh, oh. somebody mentioned Spock, so I'm gonna have to give it four bags out of five. Yeah, I'm uh, gonna have to deduct a bag just because um, Bones is not gonna be in the show. Do you like the animation? Um, hit or miss, but um, mostly miss, all miss. Mm-hmm. Um, look. Okay, if we're judging an animated show by its animation, we're going to be judging a book by its cover. Nope, okay. we would be judging a well, book by its you know, writing. It's not just here nor there. <laughs> Let's not worry too much about it. But at the end of the day, yeah, we have to understand that we're two episodes in. Mm-hmm. We saw one. Mm-hmm. Think of how much potential is left in the show. We saw so many cool things in that end stinger. We didn't see so many cool Four things. Four to five bags. <laughs> For episode one. Uh, next episode, we will review episode two. Okay. Uh, Lucas? Zero bags. Care to, el- care to elaborate, please? It sucked. <laughs> Fucking sucked. All it did uh, was just have all your epic liners, like, set phasers to stun. Uh, they talked about a warp drive. These are things the, I know. The warp core. The warp I core. know that. I know that. Uh, they went on the hollow deck. Hey, I know yeah. that one. Is the holodeck in original series? No. That says just next gen. It was supposed to be. They didn't have the budget for it. So in the 2D, um, in the animated series, they had an ep- one episode with the holodeck, which conflicts with next gen, because in next gen, on their on the 1701D, the Enterprise that they're on, they said it's the first ship to have a holodeck, I think. Or they they basically said the holodeck was a new thing, so that's why the animated series is non-canon. Part of I the reason why. I see. Just to make room for next gen and their holodeck. Yeah. Animated series fans, rise up! There's a lot of cool episodes with the holodeck. It's a great idea. It's just the danger room from X Men. The what? The danger room. Is that a thing? Yeah. What What is that? It's just the holodeck. Oh, really? Professor X like, yeah, I'll just do whatever. You can make whatever simulation in here. What's the use for it? Like, like uh, training. Oh, training? Yeah. It's not, that's not really, I mean, people use that for Don't training. worry about it. Don't worry about in it. In the Look. holodeck, but like, there's like a, sometimes they do it for like problem solving, like in the episode I just watched, which was great. There's like this guy named Lieutenant Barkley who basically is just antisocial and they don't have a cure for antisocial people in the 24th century. Um, they just say, like, oh, you're just shy. So the show's a bit dated there. Um, but he basically becomes God. In the holodeck? No, no. He becomes uh, he becomes God in this episode because he gets flashed with some plasma or whatever. How many people become God in Star Trek? Not very many. Well, but, more than one, so there's a problem. Yeah. Um, not He just becomes, like, his IQ is, like, 1,400 or whatever. But anyways, there's an episode uh, where he, like, gets holodeck addiction, basically, and he's just, like, making Troy make out with him in the holodeck and stuff <laughs> like that. Awesome. Anyways, zero bags for it. It sucks. I mean, you just know that the Star Trek, the next-gen crew, are sneaking off to the Hulk <laughs> for a little one-on-one time with <laughs> Lieutenant Ahura. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom! Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, all right. Um, yeah, so uh, it's a decent show. It sucks, it sucks. Hey, whatever, man. It sucks. I don't really know. If, if the Kurtster ever put me in a self-defense situation, <laughs> I would crack his skull open. If he ever put me in a corner, 
and it was like a legal. Why are you excusing Robert Orsi in this? He's his 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 par- partner in crime here. He's just not involved in this. And one thing I'll say about Lower Jackson, Lower Jackson is the last thing I'll say. I really don't know why they made the show, because I get the humor that I I understand the appeal of the show because we've seen this kind of show a million times on Netflix. Just go watch whatever. Yeah. Um, but then this Rick just... and Morty Star Trek. But it doesn't have the same appeal as Rick and Morty. Like, it has similar, like, art style, but it, you know, it's... The appeal of Rick and Morty is not talking fast. Yeah, talking fast and just yelling and talking over each other and being obnoxious. And it's kind of a... I don't know. It's not too funny yet. I was watching a video of Kurt, the Kurtster talking about Star Trek, and basically he was just talking about Star Wars the whole time. I think he just wants to be making Star Wars stuff. Uh, so yeah, zero bags for me, four for Matt. Uh, speaking of 2D animated projects, talking about heavy metal today. Yeah, I didn't know what this movie was. Uh, and then I like went to go and uh, buy my copy of the movie, and I saw this list of genres. And then I soon found out while watching the movie that ba- it's an anthology flick. And yes. and I haven't seen... I don't know if we've ever done one on the show. I can't remember us doing one. No, not, no traditional anthology. Like, you could count, like, the holiday special kind of as one, but not yeah. really. Or, like, if you want it to be... Like, if you want it to... St- you know, make a huge stretch like Willy Wonka. You could count all the kids as their own little story, but the the thing with the holiday special though is that like it's anth it's it's kind of anth- anthology, but it's more like because it was just emulating those variety shows. Yeah, where just yeah. like let's have a bunch of things on the show. Yeah, um, and like there wasn't a story in like Grandpa Joe's porno in that movie, <laughs> or like when they just the chess pieces are dancing around like. <laughs> Like, there's nothing going on. There's no story there. Yeah. This is, like, there's, like, an overarching... There's a framing story, which is, like, you know... It's very comic booky, which is, of course... Well, yeah, so, um... I guess we'll talk about it in parts. We'll just go over every little side story, and then we can go over, like, the whole thing at the end. Yeah, uh, I think that's the best thing to do because I mean we're gonna we can judge it as a whole as a movie, but they're they're like vignettes. They all have a very similar style. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. Okay. I can't give you any more information than that. I um. I'll say this: the main genre of the movie is science fiction, uh-huh. and the soundtrack uh, is driven by. I wouldn't even call it heavy metal today. I'm sure at the time it was heavy metal, but now like stuff like Black, Black Sabbath is really tame. Like, and, I like, mean, you know, I was talking to my coworker today, Dan, and he only listens to like thrash metal. Yeah. And I put on like uh, Infest the Rat's Nest for him, and he's like, yeah, this is pretty tame. And I was like, yeah, there's that's... like black, uh, black metal yeah. death or Norwegian black metal shit like that, which is just like. Christ. Yeah, you know, uh, at this stage in our human history, we've really, really uh, mined the deaths of the human soul music-wise. But at the time, we had some banging heavy metal here. The thing with the the movie, it's called Heavy Metal because it's based on a magazine. Okay. Which is in publication in the UK. Um, In the UK, comics in anthology format still and were... A big deal. Okay. More so than here, where anthologies don't take off, which is a shame. And you, you really like anthology. I do like comics. anthologies because I like I like getting a lot of creators together. I like um, I like having stories like strung together with similar themes mm-hmm. and such like that. Mm-hmm. So I love comic anthologies. Heavy metal is just like every. It's just like an anthology that's published. I think like every month in a magazine format. Um, it's not the comic, it's not the magazine that had Dread, but Dread is in 2000 AD, which is like kind of like heavy metal. Mm-hmm. Heavy metal still in publication to this day. Um, so it makes sense that they made this an anthology, which was very true to the spirit of the idea of not only the anthology and the comics, mm-hmm. um, but then also like to just to the, to the actual book, because there is no heavy metal story. There's no characters. No. Like there's reoccurring characters, but like, yeah. Okay. Um, it reminded me a lot when I was watching it of, and I'm sure this, I haven't watched a ton of anthology movies, but it reminded, the structure reminded me of Creepshow, which is a Romero movie. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's also an anthology film where 
at the beginning, I guess let's give a vague overview of like the whole story. So at the beginning of um, Heavy Metal, um, a girl's father comes home from outer space. He flies down in his car. Good it's, opening. Yeah, that was a that's a fun opening. It really sets the tone of the movie when you have this spaceman, and then you know it's kind of a serious opening, and then he gets into a, a badass cruiser, mm-hmm. and then he's gunning down to earth and we get some rock music now that's like a great way to encapsulate the movie Mm -hmm. because a big part of the movie is like the marriage you have of like just your traditional sci-fi fantasy but then you got like the 80s the 80s touches to it yeah humor some modern humor and stuff yeah and that was a big thing like about the movie but you're right so it starts with that spaceman yeah down to earth he comes down to earth and then goes to uh goes to his house sees his daughter there and he's like i got you this present and it's this green glowing orb called the loch nar i don't know if that's it's like actual name but that's what a few characters call it so i'm just gonna call it that the loch nar yeah. yeah um and it's the sum of all evil is what he says and he's the narrator of the film pretty much um he kills the the father just vaporizes him and then he's basically says to the girl like look into me look at all my stories she looks into him and we see all these stories um and then at the end they kind of just fuck off and that's kind of what happened in creep show this kid was just like reading these comics and the dad's like i don't want you reading those that crap anymore or whatever and then he just we just see the stories uh, in creep show or whatever well and then that's like a classic comic thing which is like you have like and i, I think that's where well i mean i romero takes inspiration from comics i think yeah creep show too which i have not seen yet but I'm going to assume, like, like for early EC comics, horror comics, stuff like that, it's just like you have the spooky narrator, and he's like, ah, let me weave you some tales. Well, and that's, they had that on TV, too, like Elvira. Yeah. Or, uh... Even, like, Tales from the Crypt Keeper, yep. which is a show that yep. people our age will know. The mm-hmm. animated one. That's Goosebumps. Goosebumps is a classic. Yeah. Stuff like that, yeah. It's a, it's a good for I, You know, it's a format that works, and I'm glad that it's endured to this age. I like horror anthologies, especially. I have to watch more. This isn't, like, quite a horror anthology, but there's, like, there's horror elements in this, which I like. And the frame, the framework for it obviously pays homage to, like, some horror stuff. Yeah. So we'll just get into the first story. Let's do it. Um, so the first part, I said, is a noir sci-fi. I don't know if you agree with that. Yeah, it is. It's, like, a crime story. Um... The shout out to Beyond the Panel, but it, this this story reminded me of a, a story from Criminal, the comic. That that's what it made me think of too, because Criminal is it an anthology. It's 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 a pseudo anthology yeah. where there's um, different characters, but they're all like centralized and mm-hmm. like they have one uniting kind of aspect to them. Yeah, it made me think a lot of that, not just like the gruff noir like narration style. But you have this character. What's his name? I want to call him Henry. Just yeah, Henry or Frank or Hank or something like something that. something New Yorker. And hey, yeah. he's a New Yorker. He's trying to get by. Driving the taxi, you know? You're 2031. I... <laughs> yeah, it was 2031, which is so funny. You saw it on this, like, taxi or whatever. But basically the story is that Frank, um, he's a he's a taxi driver in New York. And it's the scum scumbag hole of uh, all the galaxy. And they're even considering bringing... Uh, alien scumbags and now and his taxi is basically uh pimped out with all these defense systems a big one is that beside his gas pedal he has a button that he can press and then i'll just vaporize whoever's in the back and the movie starts off with this guy comes in and he's like take me to uh empire state building or whatever and he's like that's been turned into housing it was uh, UN, the u.n and, building yeah they, said it, they turned it into low rent housing which yeah. uh, 11 years u.n until you gotta evict the premises <laughs> here so hurry up and then the guy pulls out a gun on we'll call him hank and then hank just vaporizes him and that's kind of the character introduction and there are a couple there's maybe one other short story but his he has he's like the narrator of it yeah and a lot of it is through narration. And when I was watching this first bit, I thought to myself, this feels like a comic book. Um, and that was before you came over and started watching it with me. And you told me that it was based on a comic book. I had no idea. But the dialogue, I, I don't want to like use the wrong word and like 
sound like I'm making fun of comic books, but comic book dialogue is really uh, like bare bones sometimes. Yeah. I mean, obviously, they're, they're great comics. I haven't read them all. I don't know shit. But from the ones that I've read, a lot of them, other than like Power of Ten and House of X or whatever the fuck it was called, which is great. <laughs> I just can't remember the title. Um, a lot of the dialogue is just like every every piece of dialogue like is needed for the story and there's not a whole lot of extra. Yeah. And I saw that in this and just like how he was talking, it was just like everything he needed to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then uh, basically runs into this girl whose father owns a Lochnar and these business and uh, businessmen, uh, evil businessmen want it from him and they kill him and then he takes her off and then they have sex and, then there's a, what? Dub- there's a double cross at the end, and she's like, actually, I'm taking all the money, and then he vaporizes her. And he goes, hey, it's New York, baby. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'll run a two-day fair. No no skin off my back. I like the story. It's, yeah. it's very classic. It is, like, pretty straightforward. And I wish it was a little bit longer. And, I, like, I kind of wish it was, like, how long is this? I wish we had the... the... How long is the whole movie? No, no, no. Just How the, long is each part? The segment. I, I can find it quickly if you want. But uh, I feel like this is the one they could have done. Like, to me, this was, like, something that I was reading in Criminal. And then, like, the story breaks kind of the mold that is presented here. Where here they just kind of follow it straight so, up. Six minutes it starts. And then... Uh, oh, it's really short. Yeah, it's like twelve minutes. Yeah, it's pretty short. Um, I enjoy it. I like I like the character of like Henry. He almost feels like an homage, like just to like he feels like an homage, like almost to a degree of like not only noir film characters and comic book characters. Like, I there's part, portions in the film where I kind of thought a taxi driver. I thought of that too, but I'm like, is that just, just because he's a, he's a taxi, taxi driver? driver? Yeah. But I like to think that the movie, which was released some five 81. years, yeah, uh, yeah, and then Taxi Driver would have been some five years prior to that. Yeah, I like to think there was some inspiration there, probably. But it's a pretty. You're right. It's a very tightly scripted. Um, intro for the film and like an intro segment i like it quite i think it's pretty decent i would have liked to see like a little bit more um deviation from the nor it's very tropey this segment almost like relishes in his tropes like you have this guy giving this hammy new yorker mm-hmm. talk and he's like he's all but saying forget about it whenever <laughs> something bad happens yeah uh and i don't know it's kind of tongue-in-cheek and i like it this is this is particularly where you see the nice blend of like the science fiction stuff, which is like he's in the future, versus like the more contemporary stuff at the time, which is in the eighties. I think at the time they were having pretty pretty bad crime problem in New York City. Yeah. So I like the depiction of a CD uh, futuristic, like almost cyberpunk New York. Mm-hmm. I like the art in most of this movie. Yeah, I was about to bring that up. The art is pretty good in this one. One thing that I'll say. Um, is that sometimes the animation can be a bit odd and yeah, and it can be a little bit stiff, mm-hmm. can be expressive at the wrong times, and then sometimes it's static. It's kind of all over the place. Yeah. So my thing is that the stills in this movie are great. Yeah. The stills, but how it moves is sometimes off, and it. There's, like, only one thing that I can think of to compare it to. There's just, like, this short, this animated short on YouTube. I don't know if you've seen it, but this guy is, like, going to pee in the washroom, and then some guy tells him a joke or something, and it's a really crappy joke, and then his face, like, goes, like, <laughs> like, laughing at it. Have you ever seen it? I'll show you after. It reminded me of uh, of this, where it's, like, half the frames are missing. Yeah. Yeah. And it just, it moves kind of weird. Sometimes it works out. Um, oh, you know what else I could compare it to? Um, although artistically it looks better, but the animation style is the same. Or is like the infamous Legend of Zelda uh, cartoon, car- cartoon yeah, you know. segments in the game. Yeah, and I'll have to say that for those wondering, it's a, bit, it's a cut above that. And I think it's a cut above like what you would have seen on Saturday morning mm-hmm. uh, at the time in the 80s. But... I think there was a little bit of struggle with the translation in terms of having this kind of comic faithful art, but then also have it in motion. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
have it detailed enough. I don't know. Sometimes, like, the characters will just go off-model a lot when they're, like, moving about or something. Yeah. It's, things will look, like, very strange at, at given points. I think some t at times, like, people and faces might be the weakest point. For some of the other stuff, like, as we're watching right now, this clip of this woman being melted, that was, what, that was fine. There are, like, a lot of the gore stuff and, like, the special effects, because it's all animated and drawn, yeah. but, like, the effect shots, those are, like, all great. There's, like, scenes where, like, people are getting melted. Yeah. And um, I should say this now. Every short story has a nude woman with big boobs. Um, and, like, and they, and they, they, put, they put a lot of special attention to make sure the boob physics were on uh, point there. But, like, uh, again, like, the special effects all look, look great. They look pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the fr And so the first section was... Pretty enjoyable. I don't know if these segments segments have names that we should say. I'm gonna call that one. They don't have any like in the in the yeah. movie. I just kind of labeled them by what genre I thought they fit into. But I, if you're, are you done with that segment, or do you have more to? Uh, I think that's about it. It was it was uh, it was a pretty good start to the movie that I liked, and I'm glad that they we don't really see that revisited throughout the rest of the film. But I'm glad they kind of touched on the more street level crime esque kind of genre yeah the rest of it is a bit more high concept yeah the um, i'll say this about the art this i guess kind of goes over the whole movie but i'll talk about art and pieces too but the art style is consistent throughout the movie that is yeah but the things that they're drawing they'll do differently like pe people they'll kind of draw differently I don't know, if, but, like, the line work is the same, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, like, how, uh, like, the shit, like, nothing is gonna look like Powerpuff Girls in this movie, and then uh, Star Trek, the animated series, the next. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? The, like, the biggest juxtaposition you have is, like, the stuff, like, for example, in that first segment, with, like, the way that people look, and then when you see, like, a more cartoony alien. Yes. Yeah. That'll be like the biggest shock, but you can tell that it it's it's all like pretty. Cons you're right; it's all pretty consistent, uh, artwork-wise, mm -hmm. um, which is good because a lot of times, and I mean, this is not the fault of you know comics, but in anthology, comic anthologies are obviously the art sometimes is different for each section, so it's wildly inconsistent, mm -hmm. which can sometimes um, kind of hinder your enjoyment. But I was glad that they kind of kept. Uh, consistent visuals for this the only thing that i think the art is the weakest in the noir one yeah called the I, taxi one i would say yeah it could have been amped up a bit it is pretty colorful mm -hmm. and which isn't kind of you don't want it to be too colorful yeah and that was an odd direction because especially given that sometimes it's kind of rough the art is kind of rough in that and given like the setting you think they would have gone for like a sh like a nice darker shaded style, mm -hmm. very shadow heavy, like in a noir comic. Yeah. Uh, but oh well. Uh, so yeah, we'll jump to the next one. I don't know if you'll agree with me on this take either. I think the second one here is like a space opera. Yeah. Sci-fi space opera. Um, so basically what happens is this kid um, stumbles across the orb. He's doing... Um, uh, experiments with natural electricity, whatever the fuck that Rather means. Rather than experiment with uh, natural, or with uh, artificial electricity, I'll experiment with natural electricity, which is just lightning. And then he's like, okay. And he's got the Lochnar behind him. And, yeah. And the lightning hits. And, and then he has a bad trip for like 10 <laughs> seconds. He's like, ah! And then he wakes up in... This uh, outer space. space. I don't know. The temple from Apocalypse Now in space. And then he's the Incredible Bulk, or the Amazing Bulk, I forget which one it is. Do you know that movie? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, he's just, like, huge, and he's ripped, and he's purple, uh, and now he speaks in stupid talk. But this one is still narrated by his dorky voice. Which I liked, which is a nice touch. Yeah. Um, my only problem, and I'll say this for the whole movie, I don't have any big props to give to the voice acting in this movie. <laughs> It's pretty dry. It's not in the right home about. Yeah. Um, and then he basically saves this woman from getting sacrificed to the Loch Nahr or whatever. And then he gets in the middle of 
um, this feud between like this witch queen and then this Greek guy, this Greek god guy. He's like this. Uh, he says he's leading a revolution. I forgot his name. Yeah. He's, he's like uh, vaguely uh, homosexual. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I like his... as all good bad guys are just vaguely, you know. You, you know, yeah. you just know. I uh, like. There's a scene where he's just like laying in his throne, like a like a typical Greek or Roman emperor would do, and then you see him just kind of flop around, going <laughs> in different like <laughs> positions. Um, there's one funny part in this movie, and there is comedy throughout the movie. I think some sections hit the comedy harder than others, um, but there's one part where this uh, Greek. Um, emperor character and the witch queen i'm gonna call her are fighting and he's like no give me the lochnard the lochnard's mine and then oh shit there's so many funny moments in that like where they'll they'll contrast like the epic stories and of settings of course and then they'll have like just these like dumb little jokes that you would see like at snl on the time yeah like the guy is like pulling the lochnard and they're doing like the gimme gimme pull it and then she's like no give it and he's like no yeah give it give it to me bitch <laughs> yeah he's like yeah <laughs> And then there's funny stuff like that peppered throughout the movie, uh, which is nice. But you're right; it's not it's not too comedy focused. I think a lot of the appreciation that people will have from this film, I guess, or that was intended, was like a lot. The visual aspect was probably a big deal. They have like a lot of Star Trek colors, early Star Trek uh, colors, like you know, on the walls will be pink and blue and shit like that, and or like psychedelic Watchmen colors too. They have yeah. that too. Um, they also have big boobs in this uh, part, and the lady has flower-shaped nipples for some reason. I Look, uh, let's just get this out of the way, okay? In this movie, every sequence has a nude lady with huge boobs, yeah. and they're having sex. Look, guys, okay? I'm going to level with you. When you read comics, this is kind of par for the course. It's not excusing it. It is pretty faithful to heavy metal to have a lot of nude women. <laughs> Uh, in compromised positions in this type of sci-fi fantasy anthology type of deal. It's kind of distracting, though, to watch now, where you're, like, just waiting for the next scene. Yeah. Uh, where you're kind of looking over to whoever you're watching with and waiting until it's over. Yeah, like, uh, my problem is, and every time and every part of it, it's just, like, like, I don't want to be that guy to be a buzzkill, but it is misogynistic. The, the depiction of the women in this movie is pretty one-dimensional. It's just, they are sex objects. It's just like, yeah, it's something to be saved, and then they, yeah, and it's like, oh, how can I thank you? And he's oh, like, oh, have... give me head. And, and like... she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and, like, I get the, uh, no offense to the metalheads of the 80s, <laughs> but I can, I know what audience they were targeting this movie towards and i can see why they added stuff like that yeah um but it is kind of it is kind of annoying uh it gets kind of annoying just that and there aren't any like hype except for this one sequence we'll call this a space opera sequence um there aren't any like hyper sexualized men the men are all just kind of schlobs and the women are huge breasted and want to have sex with them uh which Unfortunately, not how life works. What? Uh, I also like the scene where he's just like, uh, give me the girl or die. And then he's like, I choose death. And then he shoots up this uh, Greek god character and then just heals himself. And, and he's just Wolverine, yeah. And, and he doesn't try he's... anything else. He's just like, I guess I can't kill him. <laughs> and then we get this uh, Sleeping Beauty uh, story. Who wants to save this girl? Um, but so he, yeah. So he gives him like a, I just realized this guy's like Lord Farquaad. Going yeah. to Shrek and being like, go rescue, go do this thing for me, and I'll, yeah. and I'll grant you your wish. <laughs> this is kind of a precursor to Shrek. This is a, this has a good art style. I saw on some of the enemies, for example, in the fight sequence we just saw prior. Right now we're just watching the movie silently mm -hmm. as we go. Uh, that there was like a there was like a nice shading effect where it was painted and it looked like in animation when you have those steel items in the background and you can tell they're distinct mm -hmm. because usually on the things that are moving for example on just on any given piece of scenery the art style will have you know more intricate detailing and shading and such yeah i just saw that some of the guards had that while well, in that fight sequence which was cool i would like to see that for for uh for some 
more of the film. Like yeah. They have the more, I don't know, I guess have the characters look more like they're in the comic book or look like comic book figures. The version of the movie I watch is a little fuzzy. And there are, you know, there's some specs on the screen and whatever. And I'm wondering if there's like a very clean copy of the movie because with crisp lines, um, this movie would look even better. This, like look at all these colors. Like this, this sequence I think is the most colorful. Maybe the last um, beats it, but this has like it is so beautiful. This might be um, visually my favorite. I do. I like the world they've crafted, uh, where it's 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 an amalgamation of a bunch of other things. Like you have this green yeah. guy, and then you have that weird sacrificial temple, but then it's also like a kind of a Conan fantasy. You thing. could say like fantasy space opera. Yeah, it's it's yeah. a pretty cool. It's pretty inspired. Um, and it's 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 kind of emblematic of like what heavy metal is all about uh sex scene and all but uh i actually i enjoy the sequence quite a bit too the narration uh i like the dorky narration the story is nothing to write home about and and um you know it just ends pretty typically but it's a nice visual ride mm -hmm. uh and it really harkens back to that kind of pulpy comic feel which i like this the thing with this movie guys is that it's gonna be uh it's going to be an easy bet. It's easy. It's got free bags because it's, you know, it's heavy metal. That's it. There's one thing uh, that they don't do enough of this movie. I think they could even utilize it a bit more is sometimes I'll pepper in 3D live action shots into the movie. Like there's this one scene where the Incredible Bulk is on his horse and he's just riding it. And in the background, there's like lava flowing or it, something. It's the same effect. And I'd like to know the name of it that we saw in Barbarella. Yeah. When she was flying in space and they were attempting to simulate space flight. I'm pretty uh, sure that's lava. Just it, like colored it, yeah. differently. It, yeah. It, it very well could be. Uh, it's a cool kind of psychedelic effect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you want to jump to the next uh, little segment? Yeah, what else is there to, what else does this have to offer? So this is a weirder one. This is pretty short, the next segment. But I I think this one's just straight up sci-fi comedy. Which one is it? This is where the... the uh, this one is strange. Yes. Alright, so you have this guy, and I've seen this guy before. I have two. And I don't know if it's because he looks like... Superman mixed with Zab Brannigan mixed with like um, what's the guy's name? The Chin, uh, the Crimson, the chin. Crimson Chin. Yeah, basically he's just uh, Johnny Come Douchebag over here, <laughs> and he's smiling, he's smirking, and he's in court for like there are like billion charges of rape, yeah, billion charges of murder, yeah, extortion, yeah, fraud, human trafficking. He's just a bad guy, yeah. And he's like, uh, oh, I got an ace in the hole. I paid off a juror. Mm -hmm. And he's going to testify for me and say I'm a really nice guy. And the juror is just like this little scrawny janitor guy who found the Loch Nair sweeping. And the Loch Nair can like, change size, I guess. So it was just the size of like a big marble. And then he's just there in the courtroom, you know, flicking it back and forth. But anyways, continue. And then his lawyer, who is like, kind of an obscene Jewish caricature, is yeah. uh is like what are you doing and he's like don't worry and what's this guy's name it's 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 something uh it's like two words oh hand over fist hand over fist yeah which is, which is funny um then the rest of the segment after the small chord sequence is just uh, Hanover Fist turning into the Hulk again. You know what? Watching this, I take it back. This is stylistically different than at the beginning of the uh, than the it noir. It is like you it, know what? I take it. I take it totally back back because this is like grainy. The noir stuff is like grainy and dirty. Yeah. You know what? I totally and this is real clean. This. Um, this like look at that that's solid i take it back completely well the thing with that is that like th they do approach different styles a little bit for each segment but like it's all cohesive it's mm -hmm. not you don't have any jarring juxtapositions yes. between them which yeah is, which is a, an impressive feat to say i i i tend to think that the animators for this were like a, a core team that was mostly working on each segment mm -hmm. um but yeah this one is more akin to something that would look like out of like a european comic kind of reminds me of like lucky luke 
Okay. Or like a tin tin, not tin tin, kind of like an asterisk and obelix kind of art style, exaggerated proportions, stuff like that. Yeah, like they have the huge noses and ears. Look at this guy's chin. ears. Look at all their ears. Look silly. Uh, yeah, then we had just had this sequence, and it's it. this is partial comedy, and then partial, I guess, the back half is kind of action as Hand Over Fist chases this lieutenant guy. Well, you're right, because Hand Over Fist, um, he starts, like, saying, like, uh, oh, he's such a nice guy, he wouldn't do anything, except for that preschool sex slavering. And then, like, the audience and the characters in the movie are like, huh? And the main guy, we'll call him Zap Brannigan, is like, uh, what are you doing? And then Hanover, uh, Hanover, I think he calls him, uh, starts to transform basically into the Hulk. And it's kind of like the Hulk and um, Black Widow scene in the first Avengers movie. That's what it kind of yeah, reminded me of. Yeah, he's just chasing them down hallways. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that happens. And then at the end, he catches up to Zap Brannigan after like killing a bunch of people and he's like uh, okay give me my money now and he's like alright here you go and, and he then, kills him and then he flushes Hanover into space I feel like I'm missing something in regards to this segment like <laughs> I I get like okay the story makes sense and like there isn't really any lingering questions but like I'm just thinking why is this like an homage to something I'm missing it might be is this like why did they have this guy have like a million counts of like why have this elaborate chord sequence it was just kind of confusing to me it was fine as just like a quick sequence i like to see some of the weird stuff in the anthology form but yeah it, it, it was kind of baffling other than a visual aspect there isn't really much there like to write home about um it's it's a it's a fun idea but otherwise it's uh kind of a dud for me i think this one and the next one are kind of duds are kind of duds yeah i like i i like the premise of this the next one we're going to talk about so the next one i also said um this one's like horror yes this one's straight up horror uh i love that it's like a mashup of world war Two. yeah and horror yeah um, and you can you can explain the story if you like. This one is pretty straightforward. Yeah. It just follows this bomber on on a run uh, in World War Two, presum presumably over enemy territories, damaged. Uh, there's two guys up front, the pilot and co-pilot, mm -hmm. and they're steering the ship. And everybody in the back just gets eviscerated, as one does when, in World War Two. In World War Two. Yep. Um, and then the Lochnar starts following them, and then zombies. Yeah, and then, yeah, they, there's just zombies, and they land a plane, uh, they crash land the plane, and they are in this jungle, and then they see a ton of other crash-landed planes, and then zombies come out of them, too, and that's kind of it. Yeah. It is, uh, it's nice that they added a horror one. This one is real short. It's quite short. Uh, he just discovers the zombies on the ship, and then they crash, and then he sees the zombies in it. That's like the end is him getting killed by the zombies. Yeah, so the this the last one and this one, they're kind of duds for me. The style in this one is very, very, like, it looks like it was drawn with a charcoal pencil. Mm -hmm. Very dark. Um, the characters look like King of the Hill characters almost. <laughs> um, you know what the animation sometimes reminds me of in this movie? What? The uh, Take On Me music video, if you've ever seen yeah, that. Yeah, I do. Where the lighting is like yeah. kind of changing constantly and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it reminds me of. But I don't think um, I really had much to say on this. I mean, the zombies look good. All the gore looks good. Um, here, I'll kind of skip ahead here so we I think, can see. I think visually it looks pretty good. They in When you're doing horror, direction and like shot composition is underrated. Yeah. And they do it pretty well here, especially here at the end when you have all the zombies in various states of decay crawling out of the wreckage. And the classic, ah, and then he's, oh, he died. This was, a, this was a nice short one. Almost feels like they threw it in just like as a nod to the horror and uh, war roots of comics and anthology stories in Heavy Metal Magazine. It's a decent little tidbit. I don't mind it too much, but it's pretty paint by numbers. Um... And this was a weird thing. The The next one is an alien one, but the aliens are watching the past horror thing happen. Did you notice that? Yeah, I assume this is the alien that are responsible yeah. for the Lochnar. No. 
I didn't. I didn't think that. I don't know because then they choose to have like a. They we have the framing sequence of the Lochnar orb in this girl's house telling her these stories, mm-hmm. and then we get this other thing on top of that, which was maybe ill advised, I think, because then you have like these aliens that are right watching the Pentagon. They change. They change the channel. They're like ah. No. Okay. So here's he here. Uh, so we'll just jump to the next one. Okay. Um. So the next one. I, is science fiction, but more specifically, stoner science fiction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's kind of the comedy segment, like pure comedy. It's my favorite segment in the whole movie by far. Um, and I think that green alien, that hand is the green alien in the in the scene. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Because so basically how this one starts is there's this... Um, Typical dweeby Herbert West looking scientist walking up to the Pentagon. There's all the news people saying, hey, can you tell us about the Loch Ness? blah, 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 blah. Um, he goes into the the war room or whatever. And they're all saying their piece about we should do this with the Loch Ness, We should do this. We should do this. And then this guy says, um, there's no cause for alarm. There's no alien life, blah, blah, blah. And then there's the... Um, Oh, uh, what is it called? The person who just types a stenographer? Yeah. No, like stenographer? Is that what it's called? Maybe. That sounds wrong. But the like the person who the would the typist. Yeah. The lady the person who's there to document and record the events of the meeting. She's of course a lady with big boobies and yeah. she's very pretty. And she has a lochner around her neck. This is a weird one because in this segment they don't actually put any mind to the Lochnar. It's not actually about it, like, at all. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, the um, scientist guy jumps on her, and then the... He starts, like, humping her, and I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> this giant ship that looks like a dead mouse drops down and sucks up the lady, because I guess they're searching for the Lochnar, but then they don't mention it ever again, and they suck up the um, the dweeby Herbert West guy, and then he breaks upon impact uh, landing in the ship because he's a... Uh, He's actually a android. He's a robot spy. And then they have this little um, robot in the UFO. He looks like robot Mickey Mouse. And he says, uh, when the guy lands and breaks, he says, how am I going to fix him? He's fucked. And I don't know why, <laughs> but that just like made me laugh so hard. And There's they... not a lot of... Because um... this movie was rated R um, when it came out because it's pretty explicit boobs yeah um there but there isn't a lot of profanity in no it. that was like the one notable sequence where he's like he's fucked and i was like huh <laughs> oh yeah this isn't the kids movie um what do you think of this strange this is a strange sequence because there's like two okay then there's two things after that are happening yeah after they get sucked up into the ship yeah the robot man who i don't think appears for the rest of the nope. uh, thing he's just deployed to get this woman on board the ship yep so you have Mouse Guy and uh, Lady, um, and yeah, it's been 15, 20 minutes, so it's time to get your coom on. Uh, sex scene between robot Mickey Mouse and this lady. It's the robosexual portion the robo-sexual of the episode. Yeah. Prop whatever it was, Mickey, I don't even remember. What? In Futurama, it was like prop, you know how like in California, it was like prop 8 for gay marriage oh yeah 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 prop whatever what's next gay robosexual marriage yeah <laughs> so then this lady's here and then they the... they say like oh we can't send you ba- i i thought that was so funny they're like we can't send you back because uh nuclear decay that's not what they said but it basically it's bullshit like that and she's like huh and he's like right guys and then he points to the two aliens on board one's like the fat pink um they're both stoners so the, the fat pink the one chong. yeah the teacher the chong they're like oh yeah nuclear radiation sorry we can't send you back and she's like okay and mickey mouse is like how about a drink she's like sure and then they have sex and it's just and that's funny and so i want to talk about the rest of the strange storyline because there's not much of a storyline they have sex and then she's like i have a boyfriend i can't really stick around and then the rest of this thing is like him persuading her to marry him because robots do it better i guess yeah 
and then when they land on whatever planet, she reluctantly agrees. Yeah, she's like, fine, I'll marry you. She's like, but it has to be a Jewish wedding. And he's like, Jewish wedding? <laughs> he's like, what? that's the one thing I can't abide by, okay? No way. Uh, and then she's like, wait, are you circumcised? And I just thought that was so funny. Like, this robot is... <laughs> she sees, like, she sees like this tower on the alien planet, and they're very phallic. Yeah. More phallic than the Washington Monument. <laughs> and she's like, are you circumcised? And that's, like, a funny ha-ha joke. This one was weird. That one was weird because there was, like, a... It was like it was it was almost endearing how weird it was. Yes, it was like it was so tongue in cheek. It was like this casual hookup between this random robot and this lady who's very nonchalant about her alien abduction and yeah. her life on this planet. Kind of like Barbarella. Yeah, yeah, kind of like Barbarella. Carefree. You didn't give a damn about anything. Yeah. And then we have Cheech and Chong over here in their sequence. Yeah, because this one it has an A and B story, which is weird because it it's not a very long segment, but yeah. this one has like four people on the ship so two of them have their own plot line. Mm -hmm. um and then these guys they're chilling you know they're having a good time one guy says hey man you got any more of that romulan ale say man you gotta you gotta join <laughs> he's like no but i got space cocaine and he's like all right all right all right <laughs> so then they get this bag okay so for, at first i was like okay they're doing a drug joke yeah and then he gets like this ba a huge bag in like this it looks like reverse this, vacuum. It looks like this machine that the janitor uses to wash to wax the floor. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, it's not a drug joke. Yeah. And then he pours it all over the floor. And he's like, should I put more? And then he's like, yeah, let's go, go for, for broke. broke. And then they just start snorting it and it's drugs. Yeah. And then they just sit there tripping out. And there's like some real nice music. I honestly didn't think the music added a lot to this movie. Um, Which except is weird for like that scene. Yeah, it doesn't take as much, like, it doesn't take the forefront of the film, which you think it would. I mean, there's a mm -hmm. lot going on in this movie from the visuals and the and the big soundtrack and the high concept ideas. But yeah, this is like one of the. This is kind of like I suppose the big music, purely music showcase, mm -hmm. where they just show these guys. They do their drugs and then they're flying high. And this looking and at looking space. At space, and we get some nice visuals. The Enterprise pops up for and double C one seven zero one and whatever nerd shit. Yeah, and then a bunch of other stuff. This sequence is quite cool, actually. It's kind of peaceful and relaxing. Yeah, I'd like to see this ex almost extended a bit. It feels like a lot. My like a small problem I have with the movie is the stuff that I wanted to be longer isn't. Yeah, whereas the stuff that's like you're kind of on tends to drag on i could have gotten rid of either the horror or the court um bit and extended the other ones yeah yeah uh but this this it's a funny sequence you have these guys and in, in like a in like a mini space stoner movie which yeah. i thought was was interesting and then they have to land at this uh space station and he's like no nah, man <laughs> like i'm fine driving stone he's like you just have to know that your depth perception is he's wrong like, and you let your hands do the work. Yeah, he's like, you know your perceptions are fucked, so you just gotta adapt and let your hands do the work. And then he crashes into <laughs> a bunch of shit. Uh, and then we and then we get like a small sequence where it just shows like uh, the, space the space station. The space station. And you point like, out the McDonald's. There's a Mc, there's the golden arches there, drive in and out. Uh, Martians are people too, spray painted on it. Yeah, there's just some touches here and there at the spaceport that were nice to look at. And I think it was drawn exceptionally well. Mm -hmm. I thought it looked really good. It almost gave me, at like at certain points, it almost made me think of 2001. Just because it's like so complicated and yeah, big. And yeah, like, have these like huge kind of like... These, yeah, exactly. It reminded me of that too. A special, scope, mostly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then they crash, and then I think that's it. Yep, they just crash on the ship, and I was like, that was that one was weird and because brief. it doesn't really fit. They don't care about the lock nard on that segment, but like it was so funny, and the music especially worked really well in it. Um, that it, it's my favorite uh, segment. I love the segment, and 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 once again, I'm gonna go back, but it, it's it's just a great marriage of the sci, just to have like the sci-fi, and then like I suppose at the time, in 1981, the stoner movie would be kind of taking off mm -hmm. as counterculture kind of gained traction. So it's nice to see 
that uh, middle point. Is there any movie that is like that in real life where it's like kind of like a buddy, uh, a buddy Cheech movie, and Chong, but in space? Oh, in space? Because that's untapped territory. Uh, I'm sure there is. Like Spaceballs, kind of touched on that, though that movie sucks ass. Um, and that one is like pretty devoted to like. Haha, <laughs> Star Wars. Haha, <laughs> Star Wars. Like, uh, fuck, I just hate parody movies that like provide no substance. They're just like, these are things you know, and they are silly. And people go, ha ha ha, yeah, they are. Remember when Darth Vader said, I'm your father? And then he, in that one, he says, I'm your cousin's roommate's cousin. Who cares? Uh, anyways, and then we get the last segment of the movie. That's half an hour, a third of the movie, <laughs> dedicated to what i call like fantasy yeah it's fantasy it's fantasy with that uh heavy metal touch to give it uh to make it so it doesn't fit so nicely into a genre category as you'd like yeah basically um like the loch nor is huge because it can like shape shift like i said and lands in this volcano and then the volcano erupts with Lochner lava and uh, lands on some guys and then they basically turn into the orcs I, I, that's what I'm going to call them, they're orcs they probably had some lore name in this, I don't care uh, they're orcs and they're just like, we will kill all who oppose us and they're like, yeah and then, um, you know, Gandalf the White here, mixed with Karl Marx is like, we need to call um, oh shit, what were they called it was like this legendary race that's been all but killed off, almost killed off by the orcs, called like, um, a tachyon or some shit, I don't know. Oh shit, I'm <laughs> feeling it! Uh, and then they call it, it's this big-breasted woman, uh, we get this huge segment of her walking through this palace, and she, um, puts on her revealing uniform, um... This movie is like, uh, I mean... This, the movie's preoccupation with comically large breasts that have to be naked or is just kind of funny to me. This is the stuff, by the way, guys, that I don't like in comics. I don't read Coomer comics, okay? Can I get the latest I have, lolly? I have self-respect. I, I'm not for, like, the this kind of over-sexualization. This is, this is a relic. Wasn't that what Wonder Woman was? Well, no. Actually, I'll say no. Because Wonder Woman, who was created by William Mol Moulton Marston, mm -hmm. that guy was kind of a pervert. Yeah. He had two wives, and he was into bondage. Like, I always thought that it was kind of like a... Like a bit of a misogynistic or like a sexual, maybe not misogynistic, it's but a heavily sexual, sexual thing. thing. It's a sexual thing. Although Wonder Woman, like if you read the first Wonder Woman comic, she's not looking sexy in that. She looks like Betty Boop okay. with a long skirt. I guess if you think Betty Boop is sexy, which if you do, you're you're fucked up. Okay, <laughs> people tricked Betty you. Boop. People tricked you into thinking that nobody is attracted to Betty Boop. <laughs> um, but um, but no, it was just he he he. Initially, Wonder Woman's like uh, her weakness was getting tied up. So it was just like that was his way of sneaking yeah. bondage into Golden Age comics. Yeah, because like she was, you know, in revealing clothing, she had this whole lasso thing, and then like she came from like a planet of all powerful women, yeah. which in itself is a good thing. But like the way they present, I'm like, is this supposed to be like a dominatrix type thing? It is kind of. Yeah. It it has sexual undertones. It's I think they're, I don't think people would focus on them. As much if we didn't know that the creator of the comic had done it explicitly and also he was all about that. Okay. But, um, yeah, I guess you could say it's and kind of an homage to that kind of style. Especially because you have this heroine here. Mm -hmm. uh, and she's kind of like one of with the sword. And Well, this was the best part in terms of, like, female representation in the movie was that this woman is, like, the hero and she's strong and independent and doesn't have a guy coming to rescue her. Any she has this little, like chocobo thing it's like this little lizard winged lizard it's kind of chubby and like it looks like a mix between i don't i don't ah it reminds me of something so specific but i can't oh shit it reminds me of the lizard that boba fett rides in the star wars holiday special how did you remember that <laughs> 
I don't know. I can barely remember what you should talk about. Oh, is that Bold the guy? Is that, is that when he finds them in the yep. water or whatever? Yep. And he's like, hey, you need help. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It looks like that lizard, but with wings. Uh, she rides it around. Um, it's just a classic fantasy story. Like, she goes and finds this wizard who ha- is killed with this medallion. He, The wizard who called her. And then she just goes around town, goes to this bar. Um, it's like, where... She she doesn't speak, which is kind of a cool aspect. Uh, she just goes, gives the bartender the thing, and he says, like, go to where the mountain glows green, whatever. She has this big confrontation with the orcs, and then in the end, she wins and flies up, becomes, like, electric, and destroys the Lochnar. And then, the, and then while that happens, simultaneously, the Lochnar, who's showing all these things to the girl who I always thought was on Earth, um, that Lochnar also then blows up... The house. Yeah. She's in. Yeah, she runs out, and then he blows up, and then she becomes the girl, kind of, from the fantasy portion, and the lizard bird comes to her, and I'm like, okay, that that ending pissed me off. (laughs) Like, I feel like that was supposed to be a Wobro Inception moment, and it just kind of pissed me off. Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah, it was strange. I mean, it like the the, the Lochnar at the end is it like destroyed because this lady destroys the Lochnar in the story that he's telling. Like, how does yeah. this work? I don't know if it's like happening. Like, there are multiple Lochnars and they're all one, and they're all throughout the universe. And I I didn't that part kind of just like made me question the whole movie. I didn't. I really. I don't think you're supposed to look too much into it. Like it's just supposed to be cool. It's just gonna be like a oh, okay. Now the movie's done. Okay, it all it all came and it all came together at the end. Okay, roll credits here. But what do you think of this uh, this big fantasy sequence? It's kind of like a mini. Like to... It's like a mini. It's like a short film kind of because it's like thirty minutes. Yeah. Um, I liked. I can't. It has a very specific vibe. I can't put my. I couldn't put my finger on it. I don't know if it's like the never ending story or something like that, but I used to watch, there was a never ending story show. I used to watch that and it kind of gives me the same vibes as that. It's just a good fantasy, um, good visuals in this and the art style is fitting. Not, not necessarily style, but how they like shot composition, like that whole sequence where she's you know naked and, getting into her warrior outfit it's like it fades over itself and stuff like that and you would see that a lot in like fantasy especially animated fantasy mm-hmm. um so i like that they borrow that sort of stuff from uh from fantasy especially like the orcs have like yellow glowing eyes that's very like classic fantasy and the animation for this is is arguably the best in the whole film it's all pretty smooth yeah, and it's all pretty fluid, mm-hmm. uh, as I'm seeing here. It's um, not nearly as jagged as a noir scene. No, which might have been deliberate in hindsight, but I don't think it worked. Even if it is, it yeah. still looks bad. It, it didn't. It didn't look as nice. Yeah. Uh, having the clean colors here is an inspired choice. Clean colors, like very bright colors over top of muted colors. Like we have this bright red next to this kind of muted green. Mm-hmm. It makes like it looks real good i maybe this one artistically is my favorite uh that or the space opera portion i'm gonna assume they poured the most uh, money into that because this is this is a like, third of the movie the third of the movie and it's kind of like the poster it's like the flagship segment because it's on the poster yeah and it's like the most story you have of any of them one problem in the whole movie are the some of the action shots where a punch or a sword swing goes so slow like that there, uh, where, you know, it kind of breaks your suspension of disbelief. Um, It's just like, who would get hit by that? It moves at, you know. In this case, the animation here is almost too smooth. They were like, too (laughs) careful to animate every frame. Yeah. Like, just have, you know, hands move fast, okay? I could punch you like this. Right. It'd be quick. It wouldn't be slow. And you wouldn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. And you can't cut off a guy's head when you're swinging your sword 
you know, in one slow, <laughs> swift stroke. Look yeah. at that. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. But oh well. That part kind of upsets me. But yeah, over overall, I like the movie. Um, yeah, we just. Do you have anything you want to talk big picture in this movie? Uh, big big picture, not much. Uh, overall, uh, this is a small complaint, but I wish the narrative story was better because. As small as it is, and it is just like the interlude in between segments. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just the Lochnar and this girl going ah, making like yes. a weirdly like hor- horrific face, as the Lochnar is just like listen to me now. Yeah, and like the things that he's showing her. I mean, I've never been confronted by glowing green by the Lochnar. You never been confronted by the Lochnar? Not before? yet. Uh, th- it happens on your twenty fifth birthday. Uh, I've never been confronted by a glowing green orb that can talk, but I can imagine if those, if these stories were what it was showing me, I wouldn't have the facial expression that that girl had. I'd be like, damn, man, like, give me a notebook. Let me, uh, sell some of these (laughs) off, man. Like, this is big bucks happening here. I could put this into a production. But, uh, overall, big picture with the movie. I mean, it's hard to talk big picture with the movie because it's segment by segment. Mm -hmm. But... I guess just kind of reiterate what I already said. The art, the art consistency overall is admirable. Yeah. Um, it I, looks straight up like the Mandalorian insignia. Oh yeah, you're right. Is that the sin? Is that the insignia of all Mandalorians? Yeah. Of the kingdom of Mandalore. <laughs> because Mandalore, like Mandalorian, is like a, a culture pretty much. So. Where do they live? Uh, on Mandalore. Actually. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I I'm not like the Mandalorian lore is like actually huge. I'm not like uh, I'm not big on it. It's just gonna give me uh Hey Mando Yeah, it's from Planet Mandalore. Nice. Yeah. That's a pretty sick insignia. It is. These guys are killing it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. The insignia for I don't know what I forget the culture or race or whatever that this woman is it's like it's something like tachyon or terrakion or terrakin or something whatever um, it is it kind of makes me think of whatever i'll mention conan and i think it's conan the cimmerian or sumerian it's something like that like yeah tamarian some mythical race of warrior type of deal i imagine it harkens back to that yeah but i i like the movie um at first i was watching i was like what the hell is this movie gonna be um, I would get rid of some of the nudity in the movie. Um, it's just not for me. The way they use it, not all nudity, nudity isn't for me. Just the way they use it of just look at this girl with big boobs and she's, uh, you know, she, she's submissive to men or whatever. Which, again, those things are fine. Um, just if when you use it ten just, goddamn you, times, you just know that it was just a bunch of guys, and they're like, "All right, time for uh, draw her nipples like flowers." Yeah. Mm, okay. I like. I get the target audience that it's for, like you know, stoners in the eighties who want to see big titties. I get that. Um, it just got kind of distracting, uh, and two of the segments are kind of duds. Uh, for me, although they have stuff to offer, I think overall they're kind of duds. Um, and yeah, I would like the overall narration to be a bit stronger than just this Lochnar is interrogating this girl and she's screaming and then he dies and then she becomes the next queen of the universe or something. That that part was was weak for me. I like when the like the overarching narrative like that or the framing story in an anthology is like kind of its own story and yeah. has a satisfying conclusion. Yeah. So it was a bit of a dud in that regard. But yeah. Oh well. Uh, how many bags for this sucker? You go first. Eight out of ten. I was thinking about it uh, at, at work today, and <laughs> I that always like the introspection always makes a movie can make a movie better for people i think well don't don't jump to youtube and look up um pulp fiction explained just think about it for you um, should probably look up heavy metal explained to get the full rundown here yeah what the fuck is going on okay but i i enjoyed the movie quite a bit too um this is one of those movies where i was not really i was there wasn't really a dull moment for me uh Mm. 
it's good. It's pretty consistent overall. Yeah, quirks here and there. Uh, but this is a pretty easy four out of five bags for me. Yeah. Um, next week we chose what was it? Do you remember? It was some shit we chose off IMDb. Hold on, let me think. I can't remember. It was something like classic, like we were doing like check Flash Gordon. I didn't. And I was like, I'm not gonna add it this time to the Instagram. Check the last episode. Check the last episode? Yeah. Play the audio for the last episode right now. I'm Okay, we're going to play it over top. I'm sorry, we are a... Uh, you know, this isn't Joe Rogan. The JRE, okay? We're... Hey, that's what we're doing. This is the list that has Avengers Infinity War on it. Oh, yeah, that was oh, a bad list. That was a good one. Uh, no, okay. No. What? Veto? Veto? Oh, you vetoed it? I, I, I was going to do like Queen of Space or something. Then pick something like, like, who the fuck is there to Queen out of Space? That just sounds like a B movie that it's just shit. I'm trying yeah. to like it. Hater moment. We are going to do yep. three, two, one. Hey, we're doing the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, baby. What the uh, fuck? Oh, yeah. It, I knew it was a classic. Okay, Texas Chainsaw Massacre next week. Matt, what's after that? Do something quick. Now, now. No. Or I'm hey, picking. Or hey, I'm picking. Hey, 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 three, whoa, two, whoa, whoa, one. Whoa, whoa. Your time's up. Search for Spock. We're doing no! it. It's going to be a banger episode. No! You snooze, no! you lose. Star Trek again. After Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That is the last episode. No, wrong. Not a fucking chance we're doing. And we're going to have a guest appearance on the show. No. Yep. Yeah, the guest appearance, fine. We're not doing anything else. Yeah. I'm not doing anything else, Star Trek, after this. Okay, you'll be gone it's that over. episode. I'm not doing you'll, any more. You'll not be watching gone. Final Frontier, not watching Undiscovered Country. That's a great movie. Not watching Boy. It might be my favorite on over top of Wrath of Khan yeah. now. Anyways, uh, listen to this on umfm.com. You can listen to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We have an Instagram. It is burping. No, it's not. It is cop podcast, all one word. Uh, we have shit to do. I'll see you later. Stay healthy. Stay frosty.